0: Hello, everyone. Do you know that song? I'm upset by Drake. Well, I'm upset. So I'm just going to be real personal with you guys. Uh, Me and my dad are going through a rough patch right now. My dad is a pastor and I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody has a person like this in their lives. But let's start off with a question. Who's the most negative person in your life? Who's the person that always belittles every single little thing that you do, condemns you as a person, and just doesn't believe in you at all? And not only that, who's the most pessimistic person in your life? Do you have somebody like that? Because if you do, it freaking sucks. And especially when it's somebody in your family, it really sucks. So guys, to end today's video... And and on my YouTube channel, a lot of my videos are going to be directed towards this. And my whole ministry maybe will be directed towards this because we all have negative people in our lives. And I'm sick and tired of them. But I'm going to help you to overcome them because I can declare in Jesus' name that I'm going to overcome my peninnas. I'm going to overcome the people who are negative in my life and what they're saying is going to happen in my life. And what they're portraying and saying that my reality is going to be because of their sad realities that they had to endure, and they think, I'm going to endure the same thing, we're going to overcome it. We're not going to go through that. It's not going to happen to us. In Jesus' name, can I get an amen? But anyways, today I want to talk about attention. And I've seen a post that changed my life, guys. And I always see posts that change my life on Instagram. So if you're not following me on Instagram, on my IG, please follow me at Trouble Don't Last. You can also follow my Snapchat and my Twitter page at Trouble Don't Last. And, you know, let's get into it, guys. So I saw a post of a, a girl being pointed at, and she was being pointed at by at least 20 fingers all around her. So, and you know, one finger's pointing at her face, one, one, one finger's pointing at her left and right cheek, another person pointing at her left, her left cheek, you get what I'm saying. Everybody's pointing all around her body, like at her head, at her, and just all around her. And it's the quote said, the people who give you nothing but negative are not worth your precious attention. So today, guys, I'm going to talk about attention, attention, guys. And you may not think I'm talking. I'm gonna talk about it in two different ways, because that word attention means a lot of stuff. It don't just mean you giving your, you know, paying attention to something. It doesn't just mean, you know, you're focused in on something. Attention could be you're seeking attention as well. You're seeking to get attraction. You're seeking to get approval. But anyways, let's talk about that. We're going to break that down right now. So, guys, here goes a question. What and who has your attention the majority of the time? Does positivity have your attention the majority of time? Does the positive things that people say about you have your attention the majority of time? Or does the negative things that people say about you have your attention the majority of the time? There's toxic things and the toxic relationships and the toxic things that's going on in your life and the awful reality that we're facing with, you know, who's in office and how the corrupt the government's corrupt and how racism still exists and cops are killing black people and how, you know, people are just arguing each other, and always debating about something, and they just never can agree and disagree about anything. We can never compromise and just, you know, go in the middle with something. We can never come together as a human race. Because everybody got penises, everybody got vaginas, everybody got two legs, ain't nobody an alien, ain't nobody different, we're all the same. But yet we just want to fight off of, and we just want to stay divided off of real different religious views, different perspectives on life, different opinions, and if you don't have the same opinion of mine, you're going to hell. If you don't have the same exact views as me with the Bible, you're going to hell. That's the type of world that we live in today, and I'm sick and tired of it, man. So... Let's go back to the post, guys. The people who give you nothing but negative are not worth your precious attention. You know, guys, one thing that my dad, my dad is the most negative person in my life. He's the most pessimistic person in my life. He's the person who always belittles and condemns every single thing about me. He doesn't believe in me. And it hurts because that's my father. And I know I'm not the only person who's going through that in life. But it's my dad. You're my own family. It's not even my own family member. This is the person that who created me, really. I'm his seed. I'm his heir. My own father. And all my siblings, I've always been the one. And I know I'm not the only one like this. You know, y'all seen First Prince of Bel-Air. Y'all know Will Smith. That's where I think he got discovered. But anyways, I was Will Smith in my family. I was always the black sheep. I was the one that nobody had faith in Sean. People used to come and my dad's a pastor, guys, so I wanna I wanna paint you guys a picture real quick. So I've always been the one in my family that's been the problem child. I was the worst one out of all my siblings. I got a brother I got an older brother, me and him are fourteen months apart. I got a younger brother, he's five years younger than me, and I got a younger sister who's eight years younger than me. And I always been the one that I got the most butt weapons out of my family. And I'm a preacher's kid, guys. Y'all know preacher kids, you know that saying preacher kids are bad, but you know, everybody thought I was bad and and sinister, but you know, I will give, I, honestly, guys, I have the best dad in the world. Don't get me wrong. At least my dad's in my life. At least my dad raised me up. You know, how many black men are absent today with their families? Actually, how many fathers have neglected their families? Not even just black men, especially in the United States. How many fathers not even a part of their family lives at all, their children's lives? So at least my dad's been a part of my life for 27 years, you know? So honestly, guys, at least my dad has invested plenty of time in 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 me. So don't get it twisted guys. I got the best dad in the world. So of course you're going to have flaws. Everybody got flaws. And this is it right here guys like uh people used to my older brother, you know, as a PK, I me and him 14 months apart. So let me paint you guys a picture. We always been uh going to Bible camp. Just always in the church guys. Like when my dad first started preaching, we were in church like Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday. And every once in a while on Saturday, you know, for a fish fry at the church or car wash or something like that, some very fundraiser event at the church. But like we were always at the freaking church. We, I couldn't stand church. Von, my older brother, he was a holy roller, so I mean, he's always been perfect. So like anytime time people ask us Bible questions, of course both of us know more than the whole class because my dad always talks to about the Bible to us, and that's all he always harps at us. But you know, anytime the teacher asks anybody a question in the whole entire class, you wanna know who was the first person to raise their hand? It would be me and my brother. But my brother would always beat me too, and he answered every single question. And that was my older brother. So Vaughn was always looked at as the next in line. He was always looked at as the one who's gonna follow my dad's footsteps. He was always looked at as, at the he. My, my older brother Vaughn was the one that everybody saw as being my next the next dad like they thought he was gonna be just like my dad they thought he was gonna preach they already gave him the title me me nobody saw me as a pastor nobody saw me as a speaker nobody believed in me nobody thought i was good for anything my whole life i always been overlooked always i remember even because my dad's dad was a pastor my good daddy i remember one time we went to a, a, a convention so we had Sunday school conventions in the African Methodist Episcopal Church. And we also had like conventions for like, you know, where, where when preachers are being, you know, moved to different churches or being assigned to the same church. So we had different stuff like that. So anytime we went to see all the 13th district of the m e church, you know. Greater Bethel A.M.E. Church, uh, St. John A.M.E. Church, uh, Scott's Chapel A.M.E. Church, St. Luke A.M.E. Church, just different churches in the A.M.E. Church in Kentucky and Tennessee. Anytime we went to events like that, we would see a lot of people that have been a part of the ministry with my good daddy and my dad. And when I was younger, this was when I was five or six, guys, so I've always been scarred. So like when I was five or six, uh, people used to always... I'll be right by my brother. and We're right by each other when we're with my good mom and good daddy. And when my dad, you know, is off and his preaching stuff and he comes to us every once in a while and sees how we're doing. But like, you know, my good daddy too. Like, but we were always with good mom and good daddy. Right. So good daddy. Anytime we were with both of them, too, people would just come up and say hi to, you know, you know how people do with the pastors. Everybody want to talk to the pastor, right? So people would come up to my good good daddy and my dad, just say hi to them. And, of course, me and my older brother would be right there. But this was when we were five and six, guys. We were little cute little things. And everybody would just tell my older brother, like, you know, you are so handsome. You look just like you're a good daddy. And then when they look at me, they said, ugh or just make a, made an ugly face and this was when i was like five or six and i was a cute little baby guys i was cute as a toddler so i don't know why they were Ugh. but i do know why because like they be like man you look just they tell my older brother man you look just like good daddy you're so handsome you're gonna be just like him then when they look at me they say oh you just look like your good mommy like something's wrong with my good mommy my good mommy y'all y'all know how the church is you know there's always that one person who can sing there's always that one person who can like blow and not just blow like as soon as they open their mouth and utter a word of a melody, you are already in tears. I mean, the spirit is in the room like you can feel the presence of God like you just want to raise and praise God. You can hear his voice. You forget about everything in life. You know, there's some people that had that kind of voice for singing. And this was my good mommy. And a lady came up to me and said, you know, told my brother, you look just like your good daddy. And then when she looked at me, she looked at me with disdain and said, you're just you look just like your good mommy. Like, that's a problem. And this was when I was five or six. Heck, I was probably even four. I was really young and I still freaking remember it, guys. So, like, I've always been belittled. I've always been condemned. I always had people doubt me. I've always been the one who nobody Thought I would amount to anything. And I gave him no. You know I gave him no. Room or reason to believe in me. Honestly which is fine. So guys my whole point is. Let's just. Let's just keep on going. What my whole point is. What or who has your attention. The majority of the time. You know guys fun fact. You know about myself. So going back to the post I was talking about. And maybe I'll post it on the video as well. But it's. A woman being pointed at with a lot of fingers, all fingers around her, just pointing at her. And the quote said, the people who give you nothing but negative are not worth your precious attention. Honestly, guys. Just me focusing on those negative energies. Just me focusing on those negative people, those negative things that people have said about me. And I brought up my dad, so let me talk about a few things my dad's done to me just lately, guys. And I remember every single one. Like it's like when you go through verbal abuse and you have people abusing you and stuff like that, and you just go through negative things. It's hard to forget. You know, it's not. It's harder to remember the positive things, especially when it's your family or somebody close to you. You ain't talking about just people you know, that just do one bad thing, like rape you or something. We talking about, and that's, I mean, that's, that still applies, but we talking about somebody who you love, taught you everything you know. You're close. It's one of the five closest people you're the closest with in the world, like in all the world, in all your life. You know them. They know you like very well. They know you since you were your birth. You know them all your life. So you that love's there, and this person doubts you. So this actually goes with a message that somebody messaged me on Instagram. Brother, I'm thinking about you, man. You know who I'm talking about. So the post was, um, it was a guy, he stepped on some poop, right? So you know how we all stepped on poop before. And Lord help you if you step on poop with your white shoes on, you know what I'm saying? That's jacked up, you know what I'm saying? Like, that sucks. It's white shoes. How's that going to get off? Crap. Horse crap, guys. You ever stepped in horse crap with your white shoes on? Or just dirt, like a huge clump of dirt and just step on it, man? Y'all know how I feel, bro. And he said, dang. He really said a cuss word. He said, dang, I stepped in some crap. And his shirt says whatever. But his shoes said at the very bottom of his shoe when he stepped on crap. It says someone's opinion of how I should live life. And that's what it is. Anytime somebody give you their opinion, what they think, how your life's going to come to fruition, what they think your reality's going to be based on their circumstances and what they went through and how life's been for them. And they tell you exactly how life's going to pan out. Like, again, and that's not just my dad. It's and it's a lot of family members I got, guys. Like my cousin Trey, he, every single time I post anything on social media, he just feels like I'm very religious. That's how he feels. And not only does he, does he feel like I'm overly religious, he also just condemns and has so much disdain for anything that I post that he always posted something negative about me. Something negative on the post and said, oh, that was stupid. Like, a lot of stuff you've been saying is totally outlandish and just makes no sense. Like, one time he posted... He commented on a post about abortion, and the whole point about that post was so. This post that I posted, he I think he commented on my Facebook, not my Instagram. So also follow me on, befriend me on Facebook. I and remember, guys, I'll befriend you and follow you back, especially if you tell me. But follow my Facebook as well, befriend me. I'll befriend you back, of course. As long only we become friends, anyways. But anyways, like the whole point with that abortion post was. Um, it just talked about how, you know, it's a bed, the, it's a top post. It was a bedroom and then it was a picture collage, right? So the top part was a bedroom. And then the bottom part was like, a, I don't know how you get an abortion, but it's a, you know, basically a, a a doctor's room. Right. And it says, this is where you, it says at the top in the bedroom. So, you know, the, with the bedroom picture, it says that this is where you say, I don't want a baby. And at the bottom of the picture, in the doctor's office, it says, this is not where you decide where you don't want a baby. So it's talking about abortion. I remember when I posted that, my cousin Trey just sent me a mad face as the, you know, <laughs> to the status that I posted. And this, just, just, this is just what I face. So And guys, I know I'm not the only one to experience just negative energies, negative vibes, negative people. People are always condemning everything that you do, and guys, what sucks is when it's your family members. They're always criticizing just everything that you post. And The most recent incident, this was just two weeks ago, actually, it happened in the span of one week. It was two pictures, well, one picture. It was one. All right, so another post I posted that my cousin Trey commented on was, the Jezebel spirit and the root spirit. So the Jezebel spirit on one side of the post is a picture collage again. So on one side, it just talked about the Jezebel spirit. And Jezebel spirit is somebody who rules her husband, loves to manipulate, falsely accuses the godly, uses lust to control, claims to be righteous, refuses to accept guilt, and is ungrateful to God. And on the other side, of the, in the other equation, it was the, it was the root spirit. And the root spirit submits to her husband, loves to serve others, honors God's leaders, lives honest, modestly and pure, walks with the Lord, is humble and repentant and grateful to God. And so I guess I I put my cousin in his place so much that his wife commented and joined in his new wife, guys, who doesn't know me. And just like they said, you know, how can you talk about those type of women, the Jezebel spirit women, you know, women who manipulate men women who take advantage of men women who control men women who don't submit and just want to have complete authority over everything and not just authority they want to dictate what the man's gonna do tell them tells the man what he's gonna do and doesn't let the man be the man doesn't let the man do what god called him to do doesn't let the man lead at all no the woman refuses to let the man lead and she forces the man to just submit and not just that he she forces the man to listen to her follow her lead and condemn him if, she, if he doesn't and find somebody else who will so basically she wants a b word as a husband and i experienced that and my cousin was like you know how can you talk about and single out those women that's not right i didn't do what the bible did that's jezebel that's the jezebel spirit obviously and so they were trying to tell me you know what should I do better with my posts you know you didn't you didn't say you didn't add to it i can't it's a character limit like what the heck well, anyways people are gonna criticize every single thing that you do no matter what you do people are, people are gonna criticize even you did stuff the way that they wanted you to do it they're gonna criticize something and if they don't criticize something somebody else will but anyways guys i got negative vibes negative people in my life and it's freaking irritating me it's getting on my nerves guys it's driving me crazy and this is what happens when i move back home anytime i come back home and i'm in nashville tennessee and nazareth then maybe it's the same thing for you when you come back home to your hometown when you come. Come back to your mother and father's household when you go and you're with family members. You had the worst time ever and not just that you don't just have the worst time ever. It's like people try to bring you down to their level. They try to they try to just put you in your place and not only that. They don't believe in the vision that God's giving. They don't believe in the dream that God's giving you. They refuse to believe in it because it didn't happen for them. So why the heck would it happen for you? If I couldn't do it, you dang sure ain't going to do it because you not me and you ain't as bad as me. And that's literally stuff that my dad has always told me. Like one our last two conversations ago, guys, And this is like three weeks ago. Like I do my earnest not to talk to my dad now. Like I do my earnest to avoid him. Because this is the whole point that I'm going at with what I'm saying, guys. I do my earnest to avoid him because anytime we talk, he always just condemns me, belittles me, or just acts like he's better than me and knows so much more than me. And anything that I think, I'm just a kid. I don't know nothing. That's why the Bible said don't despise, you know, kids for their youth because you need them. But anyways, uh, he just despises me for my youth. And he always says, you know, you're just like me when I was younger. I said the same thing to my dad. Like, you know, I had hopes and dreams, too, when it came to the ministry. And I had so many hopes and dreams when it came to the ministry that, you know, I think that I thought I was going to change the world, too. And if I can't change it, I know you can't. And then he does music. So he's always played the guitar. He's really good at playing the electric and bass guitar. He hasn't. He used to play every day when I was younger. Uh, But he had to stop because he got arthritis now. But anyways, um, well, not that bad because he's been practicing and training, but still. Um, Yeah, so he feels like he knows music more than me. So just because I ain't played the guitar and played in a band like him and had a banjo. But anyways, (laughs) just because I'm not him. I can't do music and I done proved to him countless times. Like as a pastor, I definitely have a musical ear, and I'm basically Kurt Franklin and I'm going to get everybody hyped up real fast. we all going to feel the spirit of God. We all going to worship God. I don't know you can feel him right now. Can I get a hallelujah and a amen? We're going to praise the Lord today. Every single day we come into the presence of the Lord and we in the presence of the Lord every single second, every single moment, every single day. Cause every single time I blink, every single time I poop, every single time I move, the Lord is there. The Lord created it. So his spirit is right there and it's coming. To, you get what I'm trying to say, guys. God is here, right here in this moment. But anyways, God, you know, my dad always just, he acts like, you know, because I'm not him, I can't do anything. And let me show you some examples, just like, I want I want you guys to feel my pain real quick before I talk about what I want to talk about today, guys. Like, I just want to vent to you guys. You guys are my journal book now, because I don't journal no more. That's a story for another time. No, no I'm just going to talk. You know, I used to keep a journal, uh, I, I kept, I've been journaling since, like, December 27, 2007, so since I was 17 years old, I recently stopped journaling, like, really since I moved back to Nashville in, July, well, I tried journaling in July, and when I got back, but I stopped journaling about, like, in November, December, because I just couldn't keep up, you know, of 2018, <laughs> by the way, I just couldn't keep up with it, like, one time my ex, the most profound thing she's ever said to me, and she doesn't ever say anything profound cuz she's a judgeable spirit, but <laughs> the most profound thing she ever said to me was, "When are you going to stop when are you going to stop writing about your life? When are you going to stop writing about your life and when are you going to start living it?" so she said when are you going to stop writing about your life and when are you going to start living it so guys the only reason why I have a YouTube channel the only reason why I have a podcast the only reason why my social media pages are as big as they are now is because I literally stopped journaling about my life stopped writing and I started living it and maybe that's a blessing for somebody else you know guys cause you know, we, a lot of times we can't accomplish what God wants for us to accomplish because we're putting our energy towards something else which goes back to the attention thing. So what and who has your attention the majority of the time? Honestly, guys, I need you guys to pray for me because this is the whole point. Like I'm back in Nazareth. I'm back in my hometown. It's kind of like what Jesus said, you know, when I come back home, nobody knows who I am. Nobody respects me. Not even my own family, you know. <laughs> he said in your hometown, you're not going to be respected in your own household. You're not going to people aren't people who are familiar with you, they're not going to see you like People who are unfamiliar with you, people who are unfamiliar with you. They don't have no biases. They can't pin you in a corner based on your history and your past because they don't know it. So they, all they can do is just judge you based on what you are in the present and right now. But, you know, people who are familiar with you, who know you like the back of their hand, they they grew up with you. Man, they can't they refuse to see the goodness in you they refuse to see that god can use you they refuse to see what god's doing in your life and they refuse to see what unfamiliar people see because they are so familiar with you and this is the boat i'm in with my with my dad and i would say my cousin trey but honestly we've only i i mean he's only i have only probably out of all my life i probably spent probably 50 days with him, like, I know it's less than 50 days, so he obviously he doesn't know me, because I've been alive for more than 50 days, even a baby's been alive for 50 days, so <laughs> he doesn't know me, like, so he can't tell me, like, with the Jezebel spirit and the root spirit, he was saying, you know, I know everything about women, I could tell you everything about women, because, um, yeah, I think he's like 35 or something, and then I'm only 26 about to be 27 so he was just like you know you need to go through more relationships in order to know truly what love is in order to find love like I remember yeah I mean he just thinks I'm just don't talk about it guys like when my older brother when he got married one thing my cousin said to me was um, he asked me you know don't you think Vaughn's kind of young to get married right now like you know people in New York where he's from they get married so people in the north of the United States So, fun fact, they tend to get married later than everybody else. So, they get married back in their 30s, when they're 35, 36. But people in the South, they get married young, like at 21, heck, even 19, 17. (laughs) Like, people in the South in the United States get married super-duper young. So, like, it just doesn't make sense to people up North because it feels like you're rushing it. So, my older brother got married, you know, really, really fast. And my cousin, Trey... Said, "Why is he getting married?" So apparently, my cousin's opinionated. He always thinks he's right about stuff and just think he knows everything, just like my dad. And this is the whole point I'm going at. Like my dad thinks that he knows everything, he thinks he knows what's best, and that's fine. I understand he wants to be a dad and everything like that. But it's, he comes off as being really negative. So let me give you throw a little bit more stuff at you because I got so many examples, so many, so much ammunition. Like. When I got back, I I told you guys I want to do animation with my ministry. I love animation. Uh, I love Pixar and DreamWorks. I love The Incredibles. I like Toy Story. My favorite movies, Hands Down, then Wreck-It Ralph. I keep on going, guys. There's been some inside out. Oh, my gosh. There's been some great animated films. And I just like the storytelling that DreamWorks does. And not only the storytelling, but just... Just how it relates to every age group, you know, babies, toddlers, old men, young women, like everybody can relate to it. And it's not just for kids. So that's the type of stuff I want to do in the ministry. I want to teach the Bible that way. I want to tell every single story in the Bible because, guys, there's so many stories in the Bible that nobody knows. How many, people have heard, know, how many people know the story of Amos from the top of their head? Nehemiah, uh, Esther, I mean, uh, King Jehoshaphat, uh, uh, Jehoda. Like, there's so many people in the Bible you never hear a sermon on ever. And it's unacceptable. Like, we hear the same daggum sermons, and I just want to, I want this to surpass my life. I want to create an animated ministry that can just teach the Bible to all age groups, just like Pixar. So if you know anybody who could help me do that, because I got so many animated ideas, let me know. If you want to be a part of it, let me know. Uh, but, because this is going to be big. It's bigger than me. I can't do it by myself. I need everybody to help and pitch in. Especially donations and stuff I'm gonna be a lot of money, but um like I was trying to say, I remember when I got back from Charlotte, North Carolina and I moved back to Tennessee, we went out to Crockerville. Uh this was around July two thousand eighteen, August two thousand eighteen. And I told my dad, you know, he knows my animation dreams and everything what I wanna do in the ministry. And he told me that, you know, Sean, I told him, you know, I have a really good shot. Like, I'm thinking about getting a master's in animation. And he told me, you know, that's a bad way to go. And that's how my dad is. He critiques everything I do. You know, that's not what I would do. I think that's stupid. Like, and not only that, he, <laughs> he would be like, uh, he'd he never say it up front like that. But based on his body language and how he comes off and when he speaks and opens his mouth, that's what he says. So he told me that, <laughs> you know, I couldn't get into a master's program doing animation because going to just any college for oh no I not, that's not the story he told me working for Pixar and DreamWorks I told him I want to work for Pixar and DreamWorks to meet animators to, that can help me to uh, do animation and make my dreams come true with uh, that guy giving me with the animated ministry and he told me you know Sean you're not the type you're not good enough really to be at pixar or dreamworks like you don't have to that's like being at the university of alabama being the best football player one of the best football players in this in the country you gotta be the best like you're not the best like (laughs) he didn't say you're not the best but he did with just saying that right so you gotta read into what he's saying then another time he told me that uh then every single time we talk, guys, every single time, like everybody knows how positive, optimistic, just how passionate I am about everything that I do. You can feel it. I don't got to say it, you know. Right. So people always try to, like, buckle me down to their level, like with their pessimism, their negative vibes just knock me down on reality. You know, and my dad's the only person really that I like, really, really do it like. Yeah, because so, he's the most negative person in my life, right? So <laughs> anytime I talk about ministry and stuff like that, he'd be like, you know, I had dreams too with the ministry. I thought, you know, and and not only that, guys, he just, I understand he's been in ministry for years. He's been torn apart and everything like that, but, like, he's just so negative. And he's told me plenty of times, you know, if I can't do it, you can't do it. Like that same day at Cracker when he was talking about the University of Alabama analogy and stuff like that. He told me, if me and Reverend Singfield can't do it, so Reverend Singfield is his best friend in the ministry. They're really close. They're, like, the best in the Ami Church or whatever. So, like, my dad's always told me, if me and Reverend Kazee can't do it, what makes you think you can do it? Are you better than us? You know? Or he'd be like... <laughs> And that's one thing my dad has always said to me. He always says, you know, if if I can't, if I didn't do it, what makes you think you can do it? You think you're better than me? That's what he always says to me, always. And then don't even mention money. Like, you know, my dad used to be a millionaire and he always tells me, like, you know, like, you know, I invested a lot of money. I was a millionaire, like. So he, I, he of course he know, he should know more than me about mutual funds and everything. He he obviously probably does, and he just throws it in your face, like you know, like you know nothing. I know everything, and that's what everything guys. That's what preaching, sermons. So like I do my best to avoid talking to him, but you know sometimes you gotta confront Goliath. Sometimes you gotta take Goliath, and, and with people that are negative in your life and that are toxic. You tell people how the relationship is going to be based on what you tolerate, based on what you allow. So you need to start standing up for yourself and stop letting people beat you down. Because this is the whole point I'm trying to say, guys, like when it comes to your mothers, your fathers, like it's like what the Bible says. You know, when a man, when a boy grows up, they'll leave their mother and father. Like the Lord says, they'll leave their mother and father and they'll become a man. They'll leave their household. So, as a man, you don't have people tell you what to do. You have the Lord tell you what to do. You don't have people tell you where to go. You got the Lord telling you what to go. You don't have people. You don't need people's approval. You don't need people telling you you're doing a great job and everything, which all my family always said to me, especially my dad. So, it's, you know, so he contradicts himself a lot, as you can tell. So, <laughs> like. So you don't need all that because you depend on the Lord. Your trust is in the Lord. You seek him for approval. You seek him for a direction. You don't seek man. So that goes back to the photo that this whole video is about, guys. The people who give you nothing but negative are not worth your precious attention. And I started off with a question, guys. What and who is your attention going to the majority of the time? And honestly, guys, like I do my earnest not to ever focus on anything that my dad says. I got to the point to where I kind of lost respect for him. It's very hard for me to hear any single thing that ever comes from his mouth just because how many times I know how doubtful he is. I know how much he's negative. I know how much his reality is just like distorted based on all the bad things that he's focused on in life and what's going, what happened in his ministry and just what's going on in the world in general. Like, it's and what I think what really affected him is just watching the news, honestly, because the news brainwashing you is they have a propaganda to just feed you bad news. Bad news sells, right? So they only tell you about the bad and the worst stuff ever happening in the world, and they repeat the same old story, especially CNN and Fox News. They repeat the same biggest stories and it's only six stories that goes on every day and they repeat those six stories the whole entire day just with different people giving their opinion on it instead of reporting news on it and <coughs> not only that it's every it's every hour it's a new person talking about the same daggum topic and they ain't talking about nothing else and it's for the whole week and it's not even just for the whole week guys it's for a whole span of four months they talk about the same six stories and that's it they ain't even reporting news like i want to hear about every single thing that's going on in the world every single thing that's going on in the united states so and i don't want to hear your opinion on it i want to you know determine that for myself just report the news i mean we don't the news ain't the same as what it was back in the day i'm pretty sure back in you know back in the olden days they probably actually reported news but in today's time period the news is just distorted and fake and yeah, like Trump says, fake news. That's one thing I agree with with Trump. But anyways, so, oh, and something else my dad always says to me is he really thinks I'm going to be in the African Methodist Episcopal Church. Like he thinks I'm going to be a pastor in the AME Church, and I can tell him I'm not, because he always says to me, well, I was, so that's what you're going to be. Like, I thought the same thing. I thought I was going to be in the non-denominational church, a big omega church, but God brought me to the AME church, and he tries to tell me that's what's going to happen for me. I'll tell y'all right now, guys, mark my words. Remember this video. Y'all will see it 10 years from now, 20 years from now, even a 1,000 years from now, 30 to exists for that long. You'll hear this video back and see that God did not put me in AME church, in the African Methodist Episcopal Church. Matter of fact, I'm not going to be limited to being in one church. I already know. I'm an evangelist, bro. Y'all can feel it. Y'all know. So anyways, yeah. But I know you guys can tell, like, it just pisses and takes me off when people try to tell me what's going to happen to me. You know how life is. Because let's be real. Is life the same for everybody? Does everybody live the same kind of life? Does everybody experience the same things in life and are we the same people do we have the same name you know just because we have the same last name don't mean we in the same bloodline and and from the same can from the same clot knit from the same clot don't mean we're gonna experience the same things and have the same kind of life because you're a product of everything that ever happened to you So just because one of our our, every every equation is different. It has different numbers. It may be the same way to get to this, you know, to get to the answer. But it's all different answers. It's different equations, different solutions. So how the heck can you tell me? You know, Sean Christopher Jenkins equation, you know, Sean Christopher Jenkins solution. Because you don't homeboy. Home girl. You don't know. But anyways. Just wanted to say that. You know. Yeah. And let me make sure you guys understand. Like, If anybody had my back in life. If anybody's ever going to have my back. anybody going to bail me out of anything. If anybody's going to help me. It would be my dad. he will be the first person to do it. So don't get it twisted. Like thinking that he's a bad person. Or anything like this. Because I look at it like this. I feel like my dad. Is whose God's using to propel me to where he wants me to be. God knows the type of motivation I need. He, need, he knows exactly what I need. Nobody who's watching this video can give their opinion on that because they don't know. You ain't God. You ain't writing my story. So you can't comment and say what God's doing, what you think. You can say what you think, but you don't know. And I'll tell you how my life is because it's my life. So God, I think, is using my dad to just give me the fuel and the energy I need. The gas I need to go to the destination God's taking me. So my dad only motivates me by the hate, the doubt, the criticism, the belittlement, anything you want to call it. He only helps me when he gives me that. Because I'm so competitive, like Michael Jordan. You said Michael couldn't, you know, he's off on defense. What'd he do? Defensive player of the year almost every year of his life, right? <laughs> then what, when they say he couldn't pass, what'd he do? Led the lead in assist for three years straight or something. When they say he was a ball hog, what he do? Oh, he started passing. You know, Mike, but anyways, the critics was always saying what Mike couldn't do. You know, what Mike's reality is. Like, this is Michael Jordan. And he proved them wrong every single time. You know, Mike's not nothing until he wins championships. He won six. And he won it every year. Except when he took those two years off. But he would have won it then too. So he probably would have had, what, eight? But anyways. Yeah, guys, you get what I'm trying to say. But So this is my reality. And I refuse to let anybody's negativity become mine and negative energy influence and ruin my positivity and my positive energy and what God's doing in my life. And you sh- you guys should do the same. What and who has your attention the majority of the time? I do my earnest to focus on. This is for you, brother. He messaged a brother messaged me like I was trying to say. So a brother messaged me on Instagram just talking about how negative his mom is. So, man, I feel your pain. I know you can tell now, man, I feel your pain. And I'm gonna give y'all guys two quotes, man. What are? Uh, here goes the first quote. So, quote of the days. This is the playlist you can find on my YouTube channel. So, check out other quotes of the day videos that I did. And guys, if you're on my podcast, man, just check out all my videos, all my podcasts. You know, so this is on my podcast and YouTube channel. But anyways, so guys, the first quote I want to say is, "What you pay attention to is what you believe." So what you pay attention to is what you believe. So, guys, if people are harping negative things at you in your life and that goes back to the girl photo that I was talking about, guys, this girl who had all these fingers pointing at her, all these people saying negative stuff about her. All these people trying to tell her what life's going to be for her, all these people telling her what she should be focused on, what she should be worried about in life and stuff like that. And they trying to get her to focus her attention on these aspects. Like, this is reality. You need to believe this about reality. The quote says, the people who give you nothing but negative are not worth their precious attention, guys. People in life are going to tell you you can't do stuff. People in life aren't going to believe in what guys told you to do. People in life are going to try to stop the, your guys' dream for coming to fruition in your life. And it may be your family members. It may be your friends. It may be the enemy. It may be Satan. It may be demons. It may be it may be president of the United States. It may be whoever. It may be a you're going to have enemies in life. Everybody got to sat everybody at a table. And not only has God set you at a table, he set a table before you in the presence of your enemies. So he cost. he's giving you a feast in the presence of your enemies and they got to watch you eat, but you need to eat your food. You got to eat this man. You got to go to God and go to him for comfort, for wisdom, for insight, for everything. Because if you don't focus on Jesus, if you don't focus on what Jesus says, this life's going to be for you. If you don't focus on what he said about life, if you don't focus on heavenly things. And Paul even said, if you don't focus on what's good, what's pleasing, what's acceptable, what's noble, what's admirable, what's praiseworthy, what's good. What, you know, what brings gladness to your heart. If you don't focus on these things, man, life's going to be hard for you guys. You know, and and that brings me to another point, guys. So what you focus on expands and what you focus on grows and what you focus on, you get more of. So, guys, where is your attention going to? You can't believe some of the things that people are telling you. And that's the whole point I'm trying to say. Not even if it's somebody you really love, really admire, really respected. And they know a lot about life. They're not wrong. But sometimes you can't accept their reality. Because once you accept it, it's going to come to fruition. What goes back to the quote I was saying, what you pay attention to is what you believe and what you believe is what your life is going to be. And what you focus on is what you what consumes you. What you focus on is what consumes you. And not only that, what you focus on will dictate your life and what you pay attention to will dictate your life. So, guys, the whole point of this video is who's negative in your life, who's speaking negativity in your life, who's telling you what to believe and how to believe it because your life is your life ain't nobody your nobody has your name ain't nobody else i'm using me as an example ain't nobody else sean christopher jenkins you can put your name as i say everything but ain't nobody else's sean christopher jenkins so ain't nobody else gonna tell me can't tell me what my life's gonna entail ain't nobody gonna tell me i'm a black man and this is how life is for a black man which my dad my dad always says all the time there's another negative negative thing he always puts on me he always says the ministry is very hard for a black man it's impossible for a black man nobody listens to a black man because this is a white man's world and so he's super racist so he'd be like you know with the white man you know the white man got everything the white man can do everything so man sean like with you the white man you know you can't reach them. When he failed to realize, I grew up in a white community. I came from Mount Julia, Tennessee. You can hear, hear it from my accent, how country I am, and especially when I utter some words. So in saying that, apparently I can. Most of the people I know are, you know, white. So anyways, and who cares? Who cares about race? which I don't focus on? I don't care like we need to come together like I said we let stuff divide us you know our different races our different religions our different cultures our different backgrounds our different occupations and based on all those things our accomplishments you know we want to put people and put people in a box and we miss out on the blessing when we do that we miss out on coming together like imagine if all of us came together we got rid of our petty differences especially as Christians you know we uh, how many churches are right next to each other and not only that how many churches are right next to each other and don't fellowship imagine if all the churches in the world are right next to each other and just all churches in the world just came together especially i'm just talking about christian churches I ain't talking about muslims and all that but imagine if christian churches came together and united but instead we want to stay divided over little stuff like you know oh you don't believe in the trinity we don't believe in that name the trinity but we believe in the father son and the holy spirit okay <laughs> you know we don't believe that baptism you need to be baptized to be saved you have to be baptized to be saved. You ain't going to make it to heaven if you ain't baptized. You know? We let little petty stuff like that deter us, prohibit us, and limit us from the greater mission that God's given us. It's pathetic, guys. Grow up. See how many immature Christians we got? And they're freaking 80-year-old men in the church doing that. Like, come on, guys. Elders of the church. Grow up. That's why we can't do anything. That's why the United States is failing the way it is. Because the church is becoming more and more segregated. And my dad, one thing he's always said that's really good. He says, Sunday is the most segregated day of the week. Black people go their way. White people go their way. Mexicans go their way. Chinese people go their way. And they go to church. Come on, guys. Is heaven going to be segregated? Really? Really? But some people think all black people are going to hell. But, yeah, whatever. Okay. So let's keep on going, guys. So, yeah, like I was trying to say, you know, my dad has always told me it's going to be impossible for me in the ministry. Ain't nobody going to listen to me. But y'all know, man, y'all see my y'all see my social media pages. Y'all see my YouTube channel. And I'm just starting. I just started in April 2018. And I took at least six months off. Probably even eight. So and look at it. I don't got to talk, man. The Lord's going to speak on my behalf. And that's the whole point, guys. People are going to say, you know, how life's going to pan out for you. They're going to be negative. Negativity comes. You think I face negativity now? It's going to get worse. I'm going to tell you about every single negative thing I go through because you know what? It motivates me. You know, I I thank the negative people in my life. If you ain't haven't seen my YouTube video, your haters are your elevators. Check it out because let me tell you something, guys. The people who are hating on God's dream in your life, the people that hate you the most, the people that belittle you the most, the people that doubt you and never think you amount to anything, doesn't think that you amount to a hill of beans... I mean, those people in your life, they're your elevators. They're the people that are going to help to propel you to heights and wonders that you never would have dreamed of. Because I know right now, I love my dad. My dad's the greatest dad in the world. And to ever exist. And I know I'm going to be able to say that even more so when I finally get to the place that God told me I'll be. Because I will only get there because my dad motivated me and drive me with all the times that he belittled me and doubted me. And it propelled me to that heightened level because he knows I'm coming. I and i told him before. I think that my dad really knows how competitive I am because I admire Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. And the only way to push me is when you push my buttons and you tell me I can't do something. Boy, you don't you're going to regret ever saying that. So all the people in high school never thought I would be anything because I'm a nigga. Yeah, you'll see. Watch what this nigga can do, you know, <laughs> and that's how I am, guys. So I hope you're competitive, too. I hope you don't just bow down and believe every single thing that anybody says to you. You can't just believe what a preacher says. You can't just believe what your mommy and your daddy says. You can't just believe what your best friend says. And that's how it is in elementary school. We believe every single thing that everybody comes out of everybody's mouth. If the teacher says something, oh, yes, yes, that must be true. You know, if your best, you know how it was in elementary school. If you heard something, you just believe it right out the back, especially from adults. But, even from your friends, they'll say a lie, and you'll believe it your whole life, your whole life, like some people still think that they, and I did this before on my youtube channel some people think that they're fat and they're only sixty pounds, and they're 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 thirty-five years old and they're sixty pounds, and they think they're fat, like come on, guys, I mean, maybe that's nobody in the world, but you know how you know what I'm trying to say, guys so. Yeah, guys, so what are you giving your attention to and who are you giving your attention to? Because your attention determines everything. Guys... I hope and pray that you're putting your attention into the gospel. I hope and pray that you're putting your attention attention into the word of God and the truths that God has said about you. Only person who knows who, who Sean Christopher Jenkins is, what Sean Christopher Jenkins life is. Everything about my life is the Lord Jesus Christ is God almighty. My daddy, my mommy, my best friends, ain't nobody. My even my girlfriend who I love dearly. My Alexis Evans. Ain't nobody can tell Sean Christopher Jenkins how Sean Christopher Jenkins' life's going to pan out. Because you know why? God already told me what my, what my life has in store. He already told me what will come about. And he's going to help me along the way. he got more to tell me. He hasn't told me everything. So my dad don't know because it ain't his vision. It ain't his life. So just, you know, and going back to the post, like I was saying, somebody direct messaged me on Instagram that his mom doubts him and everything. Like that brother when it comes to that, man, you just got to keep on moving, man. Because, like, I want to cut off my dad, but come on now. That's my father. That's my dad. So sometimes you just got to shut out the noise. And it's kind of like an athlete, man, you know, as a basketball player. You know how much Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, just any basketball player that's, like, on that level. I ain't talking about just the ones that sit on the bench. I'm talking about a basketball player, bro. like the best of the best. You know, Clyde Drexler. Uh. <laughs> Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady. I mean, the list goes on and on, man. Allen Iverson, those people, man. Shaquille O'Neal, like with those guys. I man, you know how much they went through with the fans. They got fans doubting them, reporters doubting them, telling them what their career is gonna pan out to be, telling them what they what they kind amount to and everything like that. And it's your job, man. It's your life, bro. It's your job to prove your mother wrong, your daddy wrong, everybody wrong, bro. You gotta have some backbone in your life. You gotta have some. You gotta have. Some, you gotta have some guts. You need to have a little uh, willpower, and not just that, man. What am I trying to say? You gotta have some confidence in yourself, man. Believe in yourself, bro. And not just that, you need to believe in God's power in your life and what God's doing in your life so much so that you don't allow those things that people are telling you to pay attention to. To overcome and become your reality in life. And that's what the whole point I'm trying to say. You know a lot of people have traded their respect for attention. So this is another way I'm looking at it guys. A lot of people have traded their respect for attention. So that's the second quote guys. You know you got all these IG models. All these women. Even men you know flunting and showing off their bodies man. Showing off everything. Just for attention. And they... They traded their respect, they traded their dignity for attention. If they do anything for a like, for a retweet, they do anything to be famous. Making a complete fool of themselves. Like Cardi B. You know, Cardi B kind of remind me of, you know, dumb black people who are on TV. The first black people to ever be on TV. And they used to make fun of black people with our big lips. You know, the big, big red lips and the black huge black face. They've got the darkest nigga with the, with the black face. And the big old red lips, like the mascot, like of black people back in, you know, the 20s and 30s, mocking black people and what we look like, saying we look like monkeys. And when we finally got on TV, they made us play the dumbest roles, the dumbest people, and just made us look ignorant, sound ignorant, because they thought we were ignorant. And that's what Cardi B remind me of. Like Cardi B just, yeah, you know, always, you know, saying just outlandish stuff. Like, granted, I don't know Cardi B. I would love to get to know her because I bet you she ain't really like that. Because it's kind of like Flavor Flav, you know, yeah, boy. Like, you know, just anybody, everybody does something for attention. Just to be known, just to be somebody. But you lose your respect when you do it. It's all about respect. And you know, guys, my dad has lost my respect. And anybody whoever hates on me and God's dream and what God's doing in my life and doubts me and that's a hater, you lose my respect, too. Not everybody deserves your respect, man. So that goes to your mother, brother. Not everybody deserves your respect. Yes, you honor your mother and father. This is completely different. But you don't got to listen to a single word that they say. Like you don't let their words and how life plan out for them to be your reality because your life's completely different. Ain't nobody else is Sean Christopher Jenkins. So ain't nobody else can say what what my life's going to be like because you ain't God. You ain't write my story. And that goes back to my cousin Trey. He told me until I go through three breakups with three women, I can't find my wife. I won't find my wife till then. But brother Trey, my cousin Trey, you, you ain't you ain't known me. You only know me for 50 days, not even 50. I guarantee we only been met each other and been around each other for 25 days, max, all of our lives. So you don't know anything about me, bro. So you can't say like how many relationships I've been in. You don't know how many, how many girls I got, bro. You see me, you see how much game I got. You see how much confidence I got. You know, women like confidence. You know how good I look. So come on now. Telling me I only, only dated one girl. Please be real, brother. Be real. Be real, bro. You ain't me. You don't know me. And that's the whole point, guys. Ain't nobody else know you like you. So don't let anybody else tell you who you are, what you are, and what's going to happen. Because they don't know. And that's the whole point, guys. What are you giving attention to? Who are you giving attention to? Because a lot of people have traded their respect for attention, That's so powerful, guys. You give your attentions to so many people that you don't even respect your own. You don't even respect yourself enough to believe what God done told you. Because you don't even go to God. You just believe uh, you go to other people and lean on what they're saying. Man, you ain't a kid no more. You gotta grow up, bro. You gotta be mature. You gotta be a man. And this is what it means to be a man. This is what it means to be a woman. There's some stuff you gotta accept about life. There's some stuff you need to you need to go to God about figure out so you can know who you are, what God's word says about you specifically and what God's vision is for your life. Because it don't matter what's going on in the United States, it don't matter what's going on around the world, what God says will come to pass. God doesn't waste any words, nothing he does ever wasted. So, guys, you get what I'm saying. So what are you giving attention to? Who are you giving attention to? Your attention's precious, guys. Your attention is everything. Your attention will dictate your life. So you give your attention to hope, faith, and love. Not hatred, not bitterness, not racism. Not the negatives of life. There's enough negatives. So you need to start promoting what you love. And bashing what you hate. Well, well, Let me rephrase that. That's bad. (laughs) You need to promote what you love instead of bashing what you hate. Stop focusing on what you hate. And that's my dad's flaw, guys. My dad always, see, he ain't perfect. My dad just focused on the negative. He lets the negative consume his life. But I refuse to let that be my reality. And I hope and pray that you do the same thing, brother and sister. Don't let even other religious people, even pastors, Tell you what's going to happen for you. You need to believe it for yourself, man. All right. That's the whole point of this video, man. This is way longer than what I thought in this podcast. But, anyways, guys, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Subscribe to my and follow my podcast. Follow me on my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm going to put the links continually on the video, man. So please, man, join in on Upload, man. I'm sorry I didn't welcome you. But, you know, guys, welcome back to Uplift with your boy, Dr. J. And Happy Thanksgiving. I made this video on uh, Thanksgiving, the you know, after Thanksgiving, really, because it's 3.30 in the morning on November 28th, Friday, November 28th, 2019. Oh, 29th. Yeah, November 29th, 2019. So, yeah, guys, this is your boy, Sean Christopher Jenkins, man. I just wanted to share what was on my mind and the post I was making for Instagram, guys. And this is the post I was making. And that's what I'm going to start doing, guys. Like, a lot of times when I make posts for Instagram, I see so many quotes and Bible verses. And, man, I got, and the, the post, man, it's like a devotional, man. It inspires me so much, guys. I got to share it with you, man. So if you made it all the way to this video and you watched it all the way through, man, I thank you so much. You're awesome. You rock, man. Please share this channel. Share this podcast with your friends, your family members, whoever needs it. Because I know I'm not the only one that goes through negative crap like this, man. And guys, I'm going to tell you again, man. It's with my own father, bro. My own father. I love my dad. Like The five people I spend the most time with, he's definitely number two. <laughs> it's my girlfriend and him. Or John John. And then Vaughn, it's close, and my mom too. But it's close. It's real close with all of them. But all right, guys, I'll catch you again. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you, I hope this blessed you. And not only that, I pray in Jesus' name that God helps your attention to go towards everything positive and just all of him. It's time to cut off the negative vibes, man. It's time to cut off the negative noise, the negative chatters, because if you believe what the crowd's saying, if you believe what the reporters and the critics say about you, you're not going to ever be great. And when to be great, you got to shut out the noise and believe that you can do what God's called you to do. You can do it all. And you can, and I will. So I can't wait for you guys to just continue to watch my journey, guys, because everything I said that's going to happen in my life will. Because God already done did it, did everything he said he was going to do. You know, in my life previously, the little private things that went on in my life that nobody knows about, except for the people that were there. But y'all y'all will see it and know it, too. So, yeah, all right, I'm done. I'll stop. But y'all have a good one, guys. Bye. So, I just want to say also, guys, like, it's okay to cut those people off. Like, honestly, I'll never cut off my dad. Not ever like that. <laughs> And some people you can't cut off. So let's be real with that point. But you can not allow their negativity to spread all over you. Their toxicity. Their lack of belief. Their lack of faith. Their doubt. It's okay to do the heisman on that. Like I always tell you guys. It's okay to not listen to that type of criticism. Those type of lies. Because you Can create your own reality by your thoughts and what you believe. And that's what's going to determine your life, your outcome in life. Your thoughts and your beliefs, your ideas become your words. So they become your destiny and your destination. So it's okay to. So uh, one thing I had to do with my cousin and my dad, like those analogies, I just can't listen to anything that they tell me. Now, maybe granted, maybe there is something golden they have to say, but you just have to you know, take captive those thoughts, those words that they utter. And be very careful to which one you believe, because those negative thoughts and those negative words, those negative beliefs that they have can ruin you. Bad company corrupts good habits. Evil company corrupts good habits. So you have to be careful what you choose to believe, guys. And that's the whole point of my video and my podcast today, guys. Oh, and something else I forgot to say, guys. You know, everybody doing something for like everybody's doing something for attention. Everybody's yearning for attention from other people. And the whole point I'm trying to convey, guys, is... When you are comfortable with yourself, when you're confident in yourself, when you know that what you know, and you know what you have confirmation from God, affirmation from God, you have approval from God, God and told you any and everything you need to know about life. It is not You're not going to seek other people's opinion. You're not going to seek other people's not. You're not going to care what other people think and what other people's opinions are. I don't care who they are. So because you're so confident in what God says about your life. See, that's a beautiful place to be. When you're at that place, you don't depend or care or even try to get other people's attention. So this is the whole point of this video, guys. You got to get to the point to where the only, only person who got your attention, the only fo- thing that has your focus is God and what God says about your life, his opinion about you, what his words said and all that. If you haven't gotten to that place and you're literally just believing and you've succumbed and surrendered to the reality that everybody else has beat down on you, you can never reach your full potential in Christ. So you can't do that. You, can, you can't live your best life. You can't live the life that God wants for you. You can't experience all of God's blessings if your attention is in the wrong place. And this is the whole point of why I want to make this video, guys. So I hope you you guys enjoyed it.